Yeah. Champ, champ, was the key to winning today's tournament uh, putting out the old Billy Baru and sticking those pots like a Tommy gun on Valentine's Day? Why are you yelling? You're a foot from me. <laughs> Scoops Callahan for the ticket here, Phil. Congratulations. Thank you, Scoops. Uh, Bang! It's the raw audio, the raw audio. It's too much dip, it's Monday. We're living in a post-Phil Mickelson 50-year-old major championship world. My name is Dave. Brett's here. Uh, speaking of raw, I don't think Phil's worn a condom in 25 years. Okay. Wow. We're just really kicking this pot off. Wow. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. I just think Phil Phil seems like one of those guys that just doesn't, he doesn't care. <laughs> okay. Hey, hey, Dave, thanks for having me. Phil Mickelson we're talking about yeah, here, right? the McMahon. I don't. No one's calling him the McMahon. McMahon? That's not a good nickname. Uh, KJ. Thankfully, he's not Irish. Jeez. Yeah. That's, that's a Coley, Coley Mick is uh, where that comes oh, from. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. He yeah, saved yeah, it. Yeah. He backtrack, saved backtrack. It. <laughs> uh, what's up, KJ? Today might be the happiest day uh, I've seen a certain demographic uh, since, I don't know, like November of 2016. <laughs> what a start to this one! <laughs> because of the Phil thing, it's been a it's been a twenty four hours for some people. I will just say, but hey, congratulations! I'm I'm here to enjoy. It. Did they overturn Arizona? They threw all the votes out. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. All I know is this is too much dip. Dylan's on vacation or vacation to some. But Something about uh, calling Mister White because you know he's in the snow. Something like something that. like that. That's what he was saying. Mm. I mean, I, he's the only person I know who was on a hike as Phil Mickelson became a fifty-year-old major champion. Right. That you know what that screams is new new bay, mm. is when you're still in the honeymoon phase. It's like, oh yeah, we'll totally go to your friend's wedding on uh, Masters Sunday. Right. Very <laughs> cool. I can't actually can't wait. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's on Texas OU weekend. Yeah, let's definitely go though. Yeah. Go do no, that. no, no, I don't need to watch. That. No, no, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That you're absolutely right. That's yeah. that's a. That's a guy who just, you know, he acquiesced. Right. Good for him. We got a really big show today. Follow Too Much Dip on Twitter, of course. That's Dip with two Ps. Too Much Dip podcast on Instagram. Meat Smokers only on Instagram. Yes. Should we Should we even follow that, KJ? Like, what? what's the point? Uh, Tis the season for smoking the meats. Some might say we're all meated up in anticipation of uh, heavy smoke season. Heavy meat. It's been a little wet down here. Been a little rainy last few weeks, so hadn't got uh, any meat off of late. But some will be had soon. Before we get into the travesty that is uh, peanut butter ribs, you want to explain to the people what the hell they just heard? Oh yeah, new intro alert. <laughs> yeah. That's just a one-off. I think we'll, we'll go back. But that that what you just heard is um, it's the great scoops Callahan. A number of years ago, Phil Mickelson won at Colonial Correct. in Fort Worth, and um, for some reason, Scoops Callahan, who at the time it's a guy named Tom Gribble, mm-hmm. was a producer of the Midday Show at the Ticket in Dallas, a, sta- a sports station that we we reference often. And uh, he had a character that uh, is like the precursor for like 1940s gangster guy voice, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But he, he somehow got the interview with Phil right there and um, interviewed him as a 1920s reporter guy, Scoops Callahan. And Phil... Um, Phil played along with it beautifully. The whole clip is out there if you want to look yep. at it on, on YouTube. Search, you know, Scoops Callahan, Phil Mickelson. But, Brett, had you ever heard that before? Uh, no. Until it hit the TL yesterday? No. And I 
was was astonished by what I was seeing. I was like, "This has to be satire." Well, why and was so, he yelling? He was a foot from him. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Well, thanks, Scoops. So Scoops got. So Phil was his first. Yeah. Um, and like over like the, a five year period, he he's would had get LeBron. LeBron. He's had Tom Brady. He's had. Um, there was one we just mentioned earlier. I'm completely escaping me. I know uh, Mac he, Brown. He got Mac Brown. Yeah. He was. Mm. Oh, he got Peyton Manning. Uh, yeah. After a after I think they were like twelve and zero, mm-hmm. and it was they came into Dallas right. This is when he was on the Colts, and um, they lost. Cowboys beat them, so it was mm-hmm. their first loss of the season. And Peyton uh, was not playing along. He didn't think any of it was funny. Noted competitor, competitor. noted uh, <laughs> yeah, noted funny guy, <laughs> Mister Funny Man in sports. Didn't think it was funny. Mm. Um, my favorite all time after the Mavs swept the Lakers out of the twenty eleven play twenty twenty excuse me twenty eleven playoffs on the way to the title run um he got phil jackson and it's legitimately the last press conference interview phil jackson ever gave really because he retired after that so his last question that he fielded was scoops callahan no kidding what's what's scoops up to now uh scoops was as as david mentioned a producer for the ticket went on to be the producer for various radio shows on espn's local outlet in the dallas fort worth cluster but since mm-hmm. they've shuttered that and only gone with syndicated shows, I'm sure he's still producing something gotcha. in radio. But still in the content game, Scoops has made some smaller appearances, but I'll tell you it what. takes balls. Tom Gribble, real name. Yes. Just want to be clear. Good His name for- isn't Scoops Callahan, as dope as that would be. Veteran. Good dude. Aggie. Mm. Yeah. But so, yeah. thank you for <laughs> service, but just, <laughs> just kidding. Well, um, about the jar in Reveille. Uh, revel, it doesn't. It, it shouldn't be named Revel. I, Anyhow, spell Revel. Revel Lee. Just like you just said. <laughs> anyway, I'd love to go to Kyle Field once, though. Just once. So, what are we smoking? Um, it was seen on the timeline about uh, four or five days ago. Uh, Randy, do you actually have the photo, or I didn't follow through with sending it to via Slack? <laughs> don't I? don't talk to Randy. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. It's Adam oh, season. Sorry, I've got a teacher in the classroom I'm not supposed to see or talk to. You may have seen it. I'll tweet it out later. Someone did ribs and uh, lathered them, slathered them with peanut butter and jelly. There they are. Here are said ribs. I don't like the word slathered. I I have some thoughts. This is revolting. Is this real? This is real. Compared to some of the things we've seen on TikTok, you know, spaghetti on the counter, ice cream in the toilet. Pants on the ground. Pants on the ground. <laughs> this is not as disgusting as those things. It just may be one of the all-time bad food photos that we've seen, of which there are many. I feel like the presentation could have been better. Yes. And I, while I respect that they didn't go above and beyond, they were like actually took a real photo of what they were doing at the time. They didn't mm-hmm. try to class it up. It is. Um, I just. It, it just doesn't look good. No, is there any is there any chance these are clout ribs? No. Do they want the retweets on this? Um, clout if ribs. so, I think it's here's where they answer. fucked up because like they're not even well smoked ribs. Like I don't see any bones that are you know no pull back on the bones where the meat kind of shows you know pulls back from the bone. You can see some bones sticking out on the edge. Well smoked ribs, you would know this. Uh, I'm trying so to. These Dave. aren't I'm really even well smoked ribs to then like throw peanut butter on. And uh, I've just got issues with the presentation and, and, more importantly, the application of the peanut butter. It looks like the back of Tim Duncan's head. Oh, wow. You, you don't believe yeah. it? Google wow. Tim Duncan's head. 
Okay, we got to make sure we post this photo. As smokers of meat, uh, real men of smokedness, the two of you. <laughs> Thank you. When when would you apply? Uh, when would you apply this marinade, if you will, Any sauce in the process? Of, um, yeah, slather it. Yeah, when are when are you slathering? Is it like three hours in? I'm not a rib guy myself. You uh, would, I love to eat. I've any sauce that now. you're going to add to an item that's cooking, whether smoking or otherwise, it would be in the final stages of the cooking process, usually when the heat's lower and only for a certain amount of seconds, especially if there's any sugar content because sugar will burn. Oh, yeah. that Sugar can get dicey. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're basting your ribs with barbecue sauce or something else, like it needs to be 30 minutes or less that it's sitting on there. I normally only put watermelon sugar on my ribs. Okay. My goodness. Dylan would enjoy that. Yes. Yeah. He's well, a big fan of that song. That's why. You I'll familiar with this pop song? No, I'm. I'm a. I'm a Harry Styles stan, though. Okay, <laughs> but you're not familiar with that song. I haven't heard of and it. And you knew he sung it. Uh, Is there? You know what? Hold on. What's going on on top of the? It's near the top. Oh, yeah, I think that's that a, a fillet? an extra rib that they just laid back down. Just a beef. I know rib. where they got it. He was trying to show the gut shot. <laughs> <laughs> where does they get it, bro? Is there any chance this is good? Yeah, my mind is like it probably. Oh, hang on a minute, barbecue, sugary barbecue sauce. Is that KC barbecue? Which one's the sugar one? Is this masterpiece or or sweet? Uh, I, I sweet uh, sweet baby rays. Thank you. Dollar ninety nine craft <laughs> is still the best barbecue sauce, and I will I, I will not back off that takes the same thing with salsa. Anyway, D- distancing. Um, I'm tempted here. I like peanut butter jelly burgers or sliders. You know, those are a well known bit. Peanut butter jelly aren't. Uh, bad when it comes to meat but again the application here is just not the way you're going to go about it uh you might want to do like you could convince me to do like an asian sticky rib with like some sort of peanut to make it like uh kung pao style like peanut sauce mm. Mm. uh like a spicy peanut with the sticky rib damn you i could pull see the this gears turning use jelly or some sort of like berry based sticky rib and then mix in some sauce watch chopped one time people but this, uh, I've got no time for this. On a shitty grill, too. Like, if you smoke this on the grill that looks like it's in their park, like, get the hell out of here. Doing the best with what they have. Yeah, they well, they at need least more. they have charcoal going. Do less going. and do, like, buy fewer ribs and buy a better grill. Oh, wow. Jeez. Bear grill over here. Over here. Bumper sticker that. That's what they call them sometimes. Hey, guys, I don't know if you uh, saw this yesterday, but uh, Phil wins at 50. The PGA Championship at Phil Kiowa. Defeats the Ocean Oshan. Course. Kiowa Island. He did. Woo! Where do we begin? Can I ask a question off the top? Hit us. Anybody sports cry? Uh, no, I would have. I would have. I was primed for sports you, cry, but then Phil like w- acted like he won his local member guest. You're like, <laughs> why was he? Yeah, was he, okay. It wasn't. It was not half the emotional um, moment as Tiger winning the Masters. Maybe was. if Amy was there. And he got to like break down in her arms. I could have shed a tear, but uh, he just called her on the phone. Pulled I, out his BlackBerry. And he's like, yeah, "I'll see you later, baby." I'll see you later. <laughs> Fucking Jim Nance is like, "He's gonna see her later." He's flying home tonight. He's like, "Buy the dip." <laughs> <laughs> Ethereum's coming back. Um, no, I definitely did not sports cry, uh, and I don't know if it's just be my disconnect with the fandom of Phil, and maybe that's a better question I need to have explained to me, uh, as our you know. Aforementioned buddy Jake has said on Twitter, I didn't realize so many people were actually huge Phil fans. I know he's wildly popular, you so, know what I mean? Firebrand esque, but I didn't know people were like, holy shit, this guy's doing it. I love Phil, not just I love that a guy at 50 is doing it. So Phil's rep, I believe, and you know, he came onto the tour in what, you know, mid 90s, right? Yep. 
And his rep was always never won a major, right? Until he did, obviously. But um, second fiddle to Tiger. So the people who just didn't like Tiger for whatever reason, not going to go there, <laughs> they tended to gravitate toward Phil. And because he kind of had the underdog story, because he had all the talent in the world in college, won a national championship, but never won a major until mm -hmm. he did again. And I think they stuck with him, and now he's doing bits. So we, so he does these bits on Twitter. He's become kind of a character of himself. Um, honestly, it's been kind of weird. He's doing the, the wild-ass coffee stuff that we've touched on before. Yeah. Um, so, you know, no one's really taking him seriously, but he's opened himself up to a, a whole new generation. You know, people like, oh, yeah, Phil, this guy, you know, he would have just been like another uh, old guy golfer, but he does bits. He does the caps and he just tries to hit bombs. He, he does have some cutlets in those caps for sure. Absolutely. Um, Where do we fall on the self-awareness meter from Phil? I think it's high. It's very high. I, I hope it is. And I it used really, to not be. really do. His rap on tour was that, behind closed doors like you know just in the locker room asshole total know-it-all hmm. and but you know to the media he was just like this you know perfect guy perfect presentation said all the right things but i think that's changed over the years and since you know some of the rider cups of the of the early 2000s yeah. i think he's definitely changed that his relationship with a lot of the guys on tour sure and also apparently not afraid to like over tip throw money around like treat everybody at the course you know, and the casino. Whether well, maybe, but yeah, in the casino, quite Allegedly. a bit gambler and Allegedly. you know some other and his, bro uh, his uh, brokers, whoever's and some tax stop tipping related. Stop things. tipping fell off beforehand. That's just that he's, he's acting on Allegedly, man. Yeah. Allegedly. So I, I guess I do get. It. Obviously, again, I've always been Phil conscious of Phil's popularity and and supportive of. It. I've never hated or been anti Phil or anything like that. Um, I was just, I mean, the whole weekend long, we talked maybe two or three times between Thursday and, sa and Sunday, and I think everyone had the same take for me. Like, this is incredible to see for what Phil's doing. It'll be even more incredible if he holds on. I don't think he will. You know, Brooks is playing really well. Other people are, you know, certainly making uh, a charge. I doubt he'll win, but it'd be cool if he did. was kind of the mindset until, like, midday Sunday, and everybody's like, Dude, Hold on. Last hour and a half of that round I, was just the most white knuckle ride. It's back to back bogeys. It started what? Yeah. Bogeyed one, had the swing, had multiple swings, you know, two shot swings here and Ooh. there, back and forth, tied for the lead. Um, then he has the, the sand, you know, the dunks it from the bunker five, or from the sand area. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just insane. But like when he got to that 17th tee, and I think he had a two shot lead at that point. Mm -hmm. That seventeenth hole is such a such a psycho hole, man. Like looking at that, like playing, you know, over two fifteen, like two thirty one yesterday. Yeah. Water, you have to miss left, but you saw what happened to Phil. He got into that uh that tall stuff and it's all sand oh, yeah. under that. Knee high grass. Knee high oh, grass. Yeah. Uh, dude, the anxiety level. I, I had an adrenaline dump and like last night at around seven o'clock it hit me and I was like falling asleep on my couch. My body was just done from all this i did a yeah. did heavy sports thing on the weekend but watching phil and it wasn't even like like watching tiger where i was like i love this guy it was more like i just do not want him to blow this yeah there was the only moment i got super nervous was after one mm -hmm. when he bodied and brooks birdied i was like oh brooks might win this by six like it just it, it gave me that like pit in my stomach feeling and then five when he dunked it from the bunk sand area i was like <laughs> okay okay we're back because brooks Brooks never had the 
the like look in his eye. Like I'm gonna he was playing kind of Phil's game where Phil started kind of slow playing him a little bit, which I loved out of Phil. Yeah. Kind of competitor stuff. And Brooks just never turned it on until he tried to on sixteen and then Phil out drove him. But. Before we get too far into the Brooks story, other quick like notables, I think, you know, Ricky Fowler playing on basically a special exemption and finishing top ten and probably could have finished top five or should seven. Should have been top five, had a yeah. putt, and I think um unless my friends at No Lang Up are wrong, that putt would have put him in next year's masters. Yes. I think or I, I guess I don't know that, but I said I saw the same um reference. But I think that's huge. Obviously, Ricky's one of those people who has way too much attention for the amount of success he's had over the last handful Ooh. of years. But even before that, his Masters record from it was probably like 2016, 17, or 17, 18 was like top fives. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, out of what, like eight Masters over a two year span, he'd had like five or six top fives. Allison Stokey, though. And, and yeah, yeah, you know, a couple of good performances across the board. So, Louis, Louis yep. was, he, he battled. He should have been more in it than he was if he didn't double 13 or whatever it was. Louis was the wild card. Yeah. Um, so Streelman was minus five. At some that point would have yesterday. been – a lot of people were like, oh, God, if Streelman wins this. And I was like, dude, that's a fucking great story. Yeah. Kevin Streelman, as much as this guy is like – I don't know. Maybe it's just me wanting chaos. But, like, this mm. just guy who's, like, in his early 40s, um, I don't think he's ever sniffed a major – and rocks his shades, yeah. his like his <laughs> his Oakleys, like on the back of his head, Guy yeah. Fieri style. Such a bad look on the yeah. course, but seems like a, a super sweet guy. I'm like, dude, if this dude wins it, like that's a that's a great story. That's that's we're having fun today. We're yeah. having fun anyway. But you know, Streelman. In the moment, I would have hated it. I was gonna change my Twitter name to Kevin Treelman. <laughs> so on to Brooks. It would have been, been solid. Thank you. <laughs> On to Brooks. Well, hold on. Oh, okay. No, I'm, okay, we'll talk to Well, Brooks. I guess you, I, I do see the note. We talked about the 17th uh, a little bit. Any any other notes on the course about this? Sick. Scene, location. Uh, oh, Want to see course. more tournaments here. Want to see like this in like the – I don't know how they do the PGA Championships, but like every, every – It's usually 10-ish. Okay. They did the 91 Ryder Cup. 91 Ryder Cup, they, 2000. Right, the year they built it. Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. 91. Then I, I just know the 2012 PGA with Rory and yeah. this year. And the Ryder Cup. I don't know. Maybe 2002 this, as well. Or this course might be the epitome. Of course, I love to watch the pros play, but I don't want to play it because it mm. just looks like it would be not fun for a guy of my skill level. Obviously, yeah. I, I mean, won't there's... turn it down. If somebody wants to pay for my flight, my room and board, <laughs> and my green fee, I will obviously go play whatever tournament you want out there. But uh, it just it just looked like a total beating. It, it was it super long. I mean, Kiowa itself, does it has like, a couple courses. I think the ocean course is really tough to play outside of, um, if unless you like know somebody is what I mean. Yeah. But um, I, they have a bunch of courses over there that are all you know world class. But but yeah, I I I triple digit the ocean course nine times out of ten. I I shouldn't even take score. You're out there for the views. Yeah. Just really, just the vibes. Just want to hang with the lads. We're we're all pretty much due. I think for another KJ. <laughs> 10th tier, tier. I'm really, really lagging on uh, being ready for the majors with uh, the video content. Um, that could be your TikTok bit. You interview you guys before they tee off from your from the comfort of your uh How are you playing backyard. today? How's yeah. the course treating you? <laughs> See, you guys getting up, getting down? Getting up, getting down. <laughs> Dude, I think I think that needs to be your TikTok bit. Uh, I love okay. it. What, I, I, what hole are you on? Uh, the turn. I don't know what that is. Nine is or that, ten. That, that He's right? on nine. You're on nine? Nine. Oh, so you're in a great position. Be like, yeah, leave that 54 in the dust bag. You, you got the hole back nine. Maybe buddy. I should give bad advice on how to play the hole. 
<laughs> don't don't go for the pin. You know, if you are really here to do some business, go over that house. You see those houses on the left? <laughs> if you're you clear fine it, over there. If you clear it, you're good, man. You'll, you'll find it over there. It opens up. We've all got those anti-break windows. Don't yeah. even worry about it. They're like, what kind of grass are the greens? You know, do you know anything about the course? You're like, oh, they're, they're green. Fescue. Yeah, it's fescue fescue up there it's the arlington special. it's a hybrid you know it's kind of the, the greens are playing fast i'll let you know we yeah. keep them tarped anyhow <laughs> um so brooks's day oh, um God. he had a bad time he had a terrible start to what i guess his back nine is what he double bogey coming out of the back nine and at that point he was kind of engaged to have like he was going to wipe away the entire story he would have come out of this do you think he'd be more hated if he would have come back and won or how things played out? It's a great question. This felt like the first time outside. Okay, so when when, when Tiger won the Masters, mm-hmm. Brooks wasn't playing with him. So Tiger was playing with Molinari. But Brooks was in the group ahead or two ahead. And you had Brooks right there. And people were actively rooting against him. But it's at Augusta. So people aren't – it's not nearly as raucous. Right. You're not booing a guy. You're not doing any of that. Um but this felt like the first time in his career he's had people, like, drunk and actively rooting against him. And yeah. that seemed like it mm-hmm. took him out of his game a little bit. Um, the tournament was almost – I mean, I think he was down three at this point. But when Phil's over there and somebody picked up his ball and he's, like, he's just hamming it up with the crowd and the rules official. And they're, and Brooks, they, they catch a glimpse of Brooks just giving him the side eye because mm-hmm. he knows it's not his day and he was not having fun. No. And it, it, the culmination was 18 – when Brooks, we thought uh, Brooks was gone. He disappeared. I thought we lost Brooks. I, I, when they shot, they, they had that shot. I was for a brief moment pissed off. I was like, wait, did we miss Brooks finish out the hole? Like, yeah, it was did, weird. Like, did they let <laughs> Brooks just like, I'm like, wait a minute. I, I thought we missed something in the process to where they were like, okay, I'll approach Silla, go ahead and play out, you know, which obviously you would have never done in this situation given the, the, how close they were, but like, no part of the camera shots that they gave was giving you a fair understanding of like, here's the kind of shit they're dealing with until you had to figure out like, okay, where's the where's Waldo characters who were like fishing, you know, fill out of the crowd. I had to go back and watch it because we were uh, prepping dinner mm. right at that point. So I was watching it from uh, the island in my kitchen, not to brag. Mm. You have an island. That's pretty, I call it that's pretty sick. Uh, <laughs> call top, mine Ellis. Topic. Oh, okay. That's good. Is it marble? <laughs> so the Kiowa got it. It's certainly not. Um, but it was a lot worse than I thought. And, you know, after the round, Brooks, he was a little salty about it. He's like, yeah, you know, it wasn't great. Uh, had You know, I've got a knee injury, and I have got bumped into a couple of times, which I'm like, okay, actually. And then I went back and watched. I was like, I could see how that would be a problem. I have to give Brooks credit for not milking that injury at all. Like, it's really easy. Once he knew he was out of reach, he could have he just put on a little limp and been mm-hmm. like, ah, man. just the grimace face. Yeah, like – some might accuse the cat of doing that at some points in his career with the back, you know, or the knee. I think it's all legit, but he's he hams it up a little bit. Yeah, um, all the greats do. Look at LeBron, right? Oh, Brooks, he was uh when he was like waiting for Phil to play and he was taking a knee. It's it's like all right, I did it, but like are we taking knees on the course here, Brooks. <laughs> I gotta say, um, I think what was Brooks like thirty eight to one, forty to one, um, forty to one. I think Phil was two hundred to one. Phil was two hundred to one. Um. Dan, our good friend Jack Hammer, he was all over Brooks. He's like, dude, he's oh, too no. good to, to – he was like, look, 40-1 to 1 for a guy who's won, you know, four majors, yeah. five majors, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, 
you got to take those odds. And and for a long, long what. time, I was like, dude, Dan's about to get paid. I'll tell you, for a guy coming off of two months of recovery after a knee surgery, that's what scared me away from him personally and potentially everybody else on the planet besides Jack Hammer. He put up, uh, he put on a show. I've been pretty vocal and just, you know, when we talk about like the Bryson v. Brooks, like not really debate, but just kind of likability. Like I've never really been that high on Brooks. Yesterday began to change my opinion, mostly because I think he sent evil twin Brooks out there with the goatee he had rocking. That was weird. Um, He's Alpha Dylan. It was very strange. But looking back at the whole crowd situation, I don't know that I would have stood up there as you know sanctimoniously as he did. It's like would have been cooler if I didn't get you know hit and seemed like some people might have done it intentionally. But I was talking last night about this like. There's not a sport or athlete that you would allow the interaction of the fans to be that close and physically touching the players and the players or the athletes not be livid. I don't care if it's football. You look at when they, you know, streakers run on the field. You get football players, like, lighting them up. The baseball, you know, obviously aside from, like, the Hank Aaron, like, trotting the bases in one of the most memorable moments of baseball history, Mm -hmm. you've got two jackasses out there to make it about them. Even then, you can't do anything. And like, on top of that, like, security should have been tighter. He's getting death threats. It's, I mean. Hank Aaron, not Phil. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Sorry. Well, I was going to say the security at, at Kiowa has had, like, four or five months since their performance on January 6th to get things straight. And clearly, <laughs> they've succeeded again. Um, hey, they're stopping the steal. <laughs> the reliance on ropes for golf tournaments is, after yesterday, I was like. It's a tradition. You know what? Maybe we re- reevaluate. Oh, Sir? Oh, my God. Goodness, KJ. <laughs> He's covering his face up with his left hand. I don't have a band-aid on this time. We're switching uh, the, the, <laughs> real, real quick, little subject change. Uh, PGATour.com has Brooks listed at six foot two oh five. It's a week. He is a uh, mm. he is thirty pounds above that. If you I think? this week oh, I bet he's two thirty. For sure. It might be knee surgery weight, but he's got some He doesn't look as yeah, he looks like he's been Doing less heavy lifting. Yeah. But yeah. more heavy gains, if you will. Or more, uh, excuse me, more just a little thick around the uh He's the got a little bit of a tire. Yeah. yeah, which is fine. Totally fine. He's 30. Um, do you see Phil approaching any level of success like this again? Period. Yes. I think. Like challenging for another major at any point in his career. Uh, Masters. Okay. I'm going to say yes, Agree with the Masters take, but the, at Tory, which okay. is that's 10 interesting. Minute, Ten minutes from his house, he's never he's never played well there, especially after they redid the course. Mm-hmm. But it, it's San Diego. He's in his own bed. He's coming off momentum here. He's got his like whatever mental tricks he's doing. Uh, if Phil is thirty something to one, like for the U.S. Open, he's not going to be the favorite. But like, I'll sprinkle Phil at a course that he knows. You know, intimately, that yeah. he's, even though he's never played well there. So I'll go out on a limb and say he's not going to win another major. In fact, he's never going to win another tournament on the PGA Tour, and that's whoa, that's crazy, right? Okay. Um, Champions Tour, though, watch out. Right. I mean, dude, he's proven it. So, but he's going to be the dude. He will. He he will be. He's won at Augusta. He can, and we've seen it. Like we've seen dudes. Um, Freddie. Freddie, look at, Freddy, look at uh, Bernard Longer. Just do you know? Dudes can go out there and and you know be four under Charlie going Hoffman. into the weekend. Not Charlie Hoffman. <laughs> I don't think Phil can close out a Masters, but it would if he did. It wouldn't completely shock. Me. No, not at all. Not at all. I don't. 
I was going to say Kia was too long for Phil, and it's obviously not. So the I, wind, I think, helped him, you know, with how he plays on some of the shots he was making with the wind, just blowing into his face or into everyone's face for half the course was a bigger factor for everyone else than it was for him. So Somebody mentioned that the same thing with Tom Watson in 2009. He was just like, as soon as the wind switched, I had such a big advantage over everybody else because I just know how to play that stuff. And I know how to the ball flight yeah. where everybody else is trying to shape around into whatever and they get smoked. Tom Watson's like, I just know how to do it. So, that, Phil, I'm sure that helps with experience. Makes week. sense. My favorite thing about all this is how Phil has spent the last – you know, 12 hours, 18 hours, just responding to everyone on Twitter. He clearly he clearly is just searching his name. He's looking at his mentions. He's just seeing anybody who's talking about him. He'll be like, hey, thank you. He'll just give, like, these quick little responses on Twitter. Speaking of, can I hit you with a, a recent one? That's yes. I, I, fantastic. Rich Lerner, our boy on the Golf Channel, friend of the program, said uh, he joined him and Brandel and uh, who else? Uh, Justin Leonard on uh, the program. Yada, 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 did great, gracious, funny, demonstrated, yada. Danny Cannell, uh, not, not friend of the program, said, that was incredible TV. He was also incredibly cocky, but still likable. Danny Cannell has all-time bad takes. And anyway. Phil said, it's a fine line, crying emoji. Um, okay, Danny Cannell, f fuck you, dude. Did we have Rich Lerner on? Yeah, the happy hour live. What? I don't even remember that. Yeah, Rich Lerner. No, Dave, we didn't have Rich Lerner. You on. said friend of the. <laughs> you said friend of the program. Long, long time, long time dipper, Rich Lerner. You said friend of the show. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, we had the <laughs> fucking Red Zone guy on. We He's did. still telling <laughs> the story. <laughs> we, did. <laughs> we did. We also had Chantel on. Dude, if, if you get a chance to go to a safari, you have to do it. <laughs> Next time you find yourself in the savannah. Oh, Scott Hansen. Check out a little hut. Bless him. We had uh, Chantel on too, and Chantel was working for ESPN this week. Or NBC at uh, at the course. My dad just awesome. sent me a text. He goes, "Didn't you have Chantel on?" And like I didn't. I was like completely like who? <laughs> and he goes, "The the the young lady from." I was like, "Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. She was great. She was fun. She preceded Jane, right? Her yeah, her and Jane were yeah. at the same time. She wasn't the one who um, had the wrong hard seltzer. And Brett immediately <laughs> like tried <laughs> to pull the cords. He did for the Forrest Gump general pulling the cords out from the. Uh, <laughs> The dais. Uh, sorry, um, sorry, before we uh, before we hit our, I don't know, you call it break, but uh, uh, before we move too far along, can we talk about uh, high schoolers wilding real quick? Um, I mean, Dylan's not. Yeah, let's Hope talk. Let's start. talk about it. Um, last week we had two headlines that uh, drew my attention. <laughs> One of which uh, was relative to. Texas high school football, the number one ranked running back for the 2022 class. Nope, I'm sorry, 2023 class. This is so no, Texas. No, it's 2022. Whatever. He's a junior now, would be a senior next year, beginning its senior year. Is opting out of his senior year of high school to go into basically training anticipation for his, uh, not job, but career at Texas. He's a Texas commit. I don't, I don't need to roll in a name drop because I don't want people – getting in the mode of like adding and searching high school kids like that's not cool but i think the story's relevant i've certainly never done that <sighs> hey man i know you i know you're not committing to baylor i just wish what you know you're doing what's best for you and we just wish you all the best man that's my favorite reply is guy that how you and tj met yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're the same age almost it's <laughs> like hey man did you have an offer from baylor no baylor was not on the uh radar at the time i can't even tell you who baylor's coach was uh, at oh, that I point in time. Probably. It wasn't Bryles. No, it's pre-Bryles. 
Really? It was right before Bryles. 05 wasn't Bryles yet. Bryles whoever was probably didn't win any games. Yeah, it was it was whoever's right before Bryles. Okay. So I don't know. But anyhow, so yeah, skipping your senior year of high school in order to play or to basically work out and train. He's a running back. That is notable. He's still he's committed to Texas. As far as I've seen, Texas is maintaining that commitment. Um, Surely he wouldn't have done this without their blessing, right? And I don't know how, like, if they're allowed to. You can do whatever you want. No, no, no. I mean, like, could Texas be like, no, we want you to do this or not? Could they weigh in either way without having some kind of violation? I can see Texas being like, all right, good call, dude. Like, we don't want you to come in with an ACL. Um, It's a weird situation because if you're Texas, you – in a square world, you have 25 scholarships each year to dedicate to upcoming graduates, basically. It, it doesn't work that way as much anymore, but essentially we'll call it 25 to keep things fair. Like a lot of those times, you may also be offering kids who, you know, show up in their senior year. Maybe they were playing behind a dominant running back last year and didn't have a lot of tape or film or didn't go to any camps. And, oh, crap, I've got a running back over here who's a star on the seat. That doesn't happen as much anymore because kids are going to a million camps. But if I'm this kid, I think of uh, Jalen, what was the guy from Baylor? Speaking of which, Tennessee, Baylor, played. Hurts, not Hurts, uh, Jalen Hurd. Hurd, it was very Confusingly, yeah. Correct. And he switched positions in college from playing running back to playing wide receiver yeah. so that he would take less hits and take, mm-hmm. take less damage so that he'd have the option of playing both or more a position with a longer career in the NFL. Sadly was hurt. Uh, in like his first in his rookie year at, at, at uh, Niners, right? yeah. So, for this kid, my number one gripe about it is you kind of get what you ask for. Not for the player, not for player, for the entire industry that's been built around like hosting these camps, like interviewing high school kids, like having seven or eight different Under Armour All American Army Freshman. games that kids are like yeah. committing to and announcing their commitments to play in an All Star game as like sophomores. Like, you created this industry. Mm-hmm. You created them to be a commodity, which obviously we know they are to college programs, but you gave them this attention, and now, you know, to their credit, they're going to start protecting it. So, that's, yeah. I, I don't fault them, but it's not going to be pretty. If, if Texas keeps them and the kid pans out, it could have some longer ramifications. Like, why would you play your senior year? The numbers may not back this up, but just I test, and as a guy who's lived in Texas for a while, it seems like Texas always gets the running backs they want, mm-hmm. uh, the five stars. Uh, but it seems like more often than not, they don't live up to the hype. That could be wrong. But I'm thinking like the Alito kid. Is yeah. it Gray? Jonathan Gray? Yeah, he got injured. He got injured. Yeah. And, you know, it's not all always their fault. But Texas has never had a problem getting the, the top-tier running backs. But – this is interesting, and if I just think if there is a school that would be cool with this, it's it is UT. Yeah, and you don't want to be the coach. I think with the headline of, yeah, if my um, I want high school players who have a love for the game and they're out there playing, some red ass coach is going to say something like that and piss a player off. But you're they're going to be players who believe in that. They've got the Rudy heart and they want to be out there playing mm-hmm. thirteen games, fifteen games, twenty games for their high school every single day. But other kids can be like, you know what? I've shown that I'm talented on this level. I'm just going to protect my investment. Like this is my one opportunity to capture 80 grand to go to college, probably more than that, 100 grand to go to college for free. Like if I do nothing but work out and stay ready for that opportunity, like I'm serving my family better than tearing my knee playing Bonham High School. I don't know, I guess. Do we know if he is a spring enrollee? 
He should be. If you're take if you're not playing football in the fall, you better damn well be ready to go to college in the spring. Yeah. And if that's the case, then so he'll get, have ath- a- excuse me access to the Texas athletic pr- program and all that. To Theoretically, the in the spring, conditioning you, it would probably be violation of NCAA rules if he were to try to access them like prior to being enrolled. Okay. So absolutely, man. I wish Dylan was here. I want to. I want to. I want. I don't think he has. I want to hear his. He won't be the old man yelling in a cloud on this, but I'd like to think that maybe he might have the other side of this. Well, there's a counter, or not counter, but a second example of this is happening on the basketball world, too. There's something called the Elite League that's essentially, the G League has opened up its rules to basically say you can come straight out of high school and play in the G League, the developmental league for the NBA. But the Elite League is like a third-party frame of that so that you don't have to go play in Lithuania or Australia or China you know, some of these places like the Ball Brothers played or Emmanuel Moody um, played coming out of high school. So they're trying to create those opportunities here domestically. Now you've had juniors in high school for basketball saying the same thing. I'm not going to go do my high school senior year. I'm going to go play in this league. And I guess you play in that league for two years and then you go to the NBA. What is the official rule on the NBA draft? Is it an age thing or is it one year out of high school no matter what or where? think it's one year no matter how out okay uh no matter where or it's like you have to be 18 and one year post high school graduation or something like that okay i don't know that they mandate like you having a ged or high school diploma to get there players who have played at least one year of college basketball are eligible for the nba draft and so i would assume college but that equals like one year anywhere that's not a high school basically and i don't know how you would compare this like how is this any different than kids transferring from their school to go play for an img academy and you're opting out of high school basically to go play there and have tutors. Like, you still are going to high school, quote-unquote. But, like, how different is that? And they're doing that for three or four years. And, you know, I, I think, um, you know, if I'm not mistaken, player must be 19 years old during draft calendar year. Okay. And at least one season has passed since graduation of high school. If player did not graduate high school, player must declare his eligibility 60 days before draft, I believe, if I'm remembering that correctly. <laughs> No legalese, no no unnecessary commas. Is there like a bit? Is there like a, a story here that you guys are getting? He's at? just realizing he didn't read the full uh, statement and went uh, back and okay. read the rest Got of it. it. No, I'm just doing this off the dome. I um, thought there was like a Duncanville tier that was wronged in. It some, probably was. Uh, Quinton Jackson littered with them. <laughs> a prime example: Had Jaquinton not played his senior year, well, no, that happened. What? That was his senior. That was uh, the state championship. That was state yeah. junior year, though, right? No, mm-hmm. his junior year they lost on the hail mary. His senior year in the semifinal. Yep. That fucking kid. Sorry, he's a high school kid. But he just <laughs> dove into his leg. It looked dirty. It looked dirty on the trash ass stream I was watching. It pisses me off because he should be QB one at Texas right now. So, <laughs> so I did, right, and and like so I I get these kid. The, I, I, I get the argument. Him. I get the yeah. argument. And if I'm that kid. I, the quarterback is different, I guess, because like say you say you lose on a hail mary your junior year and senior year like you're hell bent on winning that state and title. He is the, and he, he's the quarterback. He's an unstoppable force. So let's and some random kid from decided to be the movable. I don't even know where it was. Rockwall. Rockwall. It was. That's it's, good memory. It was, it was Rockwall. Fuck Rockwall. <laughs> Man, Rockhead. Now, and seriously though, you have you know. 
David here, who is an avid high school football fan, nobody would say deranged or crazy or like, you know, you're not every single game, you know, you're not pulling up your truck to practices, watching from the parking lot. You know what I do. One day you will be, (laughs) but we're not there yet. When Rhodes is third string (laughs) safety at Duncanville. Coach, how's he looking today? Um, But let's game this out. Okay, maybe I'm not opting out of my senior season, but okay, I've, I've committed and it's October, it's playoff time. We play for a team that got in the playoffs like six and four. Sorry, coach. I'm I'm done. I'm not playing the bowl games uh, this season. How's my hamstring feel? Not great. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I'm sorry. Back uh, to tightness. Like yeah. you're not that far from players beginning to opt out of sorry, coach, I just I'm not practicing this spring. Yeah. Well, you're not playing. Okay, well then you're not winning. And I'm still and gonna go I'm, to college. I'm going to the Texas. And it's it's you're going to have more and more of these situations. The kids won't make these decisions as much as they're going to be adults who See these headlines, see that it works out, see that it's allowed. Yeah, and, take and guess what? Some kid's going to get touches this year for that kid mm-hmm. who's going to go to Georgia Tech and, and be super successful, and it's going to work out for everybody. Look at that. Boom. Like that, I don't, I don't hate this. I understand the argument against it with, like, the love of the game and stuff, yeah. but running backs especially, you have 10 years of touches in your body, and, like, I, I don't know. All right. I well, get it. You know what I have love for? Let me guess, Vizzy. Some would say I love Vizzy a little too much, as you may have uh, implied earlier today. No, I didn't say that. I just I don't know if uh, 11 a.m. is when you want to crack one. I know we have that delicious Vizzy fridge out there. Just stock Man, it was called my name. All the new they flavors. Oh, I almost came up here uh, over the weekend so did just I, to get and you some. Said don't. I did, well, I was like, dude, you, you live in Desoto. It's very far away. There's a, there's a 7-Eleven around the corner. That's yeah, a new variety you pack. have uh, grocery options. Sure, if, if anything, you do say Viz responsibly. It's as it's as a roll of season. Did you know that? Absolutely. It's a super fruit. It's got the antioxidant vitamin C. Vizzy's just bringing the uniqueness to the table. It's just different. The sure. hard seltzer. I love it. Had like four of them over the weekend. You know, I, went, I went off. Noted fan of the front of the program, Izzy Adonage. He's Vizzy Adonage in his next matchup. Is that true? Yeah. Doesn't sound right. It's a great sponsorship. <laughs> it is a great sponsorship. You know, I look, man, I, I'm not afraid to be different. When I when I go to the store, I see like these displays and, you know, these, quote, the blue bloods of, of seltzers. And I'm like, you know what? No, no, no. I'll take a Vizzy. I'm walking right to Vizzy. I'm getting their new lemonade flavors. The watermelon lemonade is my personal favorite. That's dope. They've got a peach one, too. That's Have you me. tried the That's peach? That's me. That's number what's one. Your, what's your fave? Hey, I could drink a peach for hours. Okay, a peach Vizzy. Like, just or? savor one peach What Vizzy else is in the teachers of peaches? Peach lemonade Vizzy, to be specific here. Uh, I told you earlier today, which I did, I picked up the version two of uh, the Vizzy variety pack. Pineapple mango, black cherry lime, strawberry kiwi, all in episode one, or version one, if you will. Uh, the OGs. Blackberry lemon, that might be atop my Ooh, list of that the one's non-lemonade sneaky. base. You wouldn't think those two things paired well, but they do. Papaya passion fruit. It's extra- Dude, it's the first hard seltzer crafted with antioxidant vitamin C. How good is that? You know, even if you're like, man, I, maybe I'm not going to have a second one. It's like I'm getting more antioxidant vitamin C. Uh, Why wouldn't true. I? It's true. It never hurts to add some vitamins to the mix. With Vizzy, you can enjoy refreshment. Now with the antioxidant vitamin C, again. And at 5% ABV, 100 cals, and less than one gram of real cane sugar per can, every sip of Vizzy is more exhilarating. How about that? Oh, and the Vizzy lemonades, zero grams of sugar. Seto, zero. 
which I, I, a- I can't even believe that. They taste so good. Upgrade your hard seltzer to Vizzy. To find out where you can purchase Vizzy, go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. Must be 21 or older, Brett. Dave, I have some anecdotal evidence. You like, you're a numbers guy, right? I love the numbers. Next-gen stats. Uh, the Vizzies and the DMs each weekend are starting to heat up as summer mm. as summer approaches. It is. It's. I, I'm not going to call it a war zone in the DMs. Like we just broke up with our significant others, but it's it's getting to that point. There's <laughs> okay. a lot of busy picks. Um, I'm just saying. Every day feels for, like a bad day to be a busy based right. on what I'm seeing. Also, anecdotal evidence. But anecdotally, yes. yeah. Next weekend, people are just drinking busy. MDW. Oh boy. Oh well, boy. If Brett's here and hockey is on, you know that means we've got hockey Brett. Cue the music. Filling us all in. Hockey Night in Canada brought to you it. by Brett. <laughs> What's going on in the puck? Five games tonight, Dave. Hey, before you get going, I learned that uh, uh, one of our new interns is a big Dallas Stars fan. Really? Yeah. yeah. He uh, did try to clout cuck you. He's like, oh, you weren't at the uh, winter. He, did, uh, he made me feel like shit. Winter Classic. He like, made yeah, me feel I, like a little bit. I was there. I got a jersey. He got. It. He did. He was there. Wow. I didn't go. It's a glaring omission on my sports. He resume. masculated you on day one. He oh. did, and That's, I respect it. I have no it. choice. NHL playoffs are heating up. Uh, five games tonight, which uh, there's one from like six o'clock to mm-hmm. nine thirty, and that that's the best. Can't wait. Uh, real quick, I'll kind of run through these: the Leafs, Leafs and Habs, uh, the 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 whatever you want to call it, Canada's biggest rivals. Series is tied one one. They play again tonight. John Tavares. Uh, Unfortunately, had a pretty rough mm-hmm. go of it the last couple of days. He's doing better now. Everything's pointing to, to a full recovery. Hit was was not dirty, was not illegal, just uh, circumstantial. Unlike, unlucky. He got spun into a guy's kneecap, basically. And he got Rosencoptered. Yeah, he got Rosencoptered. Borderline. Coptered. Yeah. yeah. I, John, will, I will say um, I did think immediately that his face had been slashed off. I thought, I thought he had some skate action on yeah. first review. Yeah, yeah. And that is always that has always freaked me out. As someone who played roller hockey and who didn't have to worry about that, it's always freaked me out. Sure, the Iron Lotus. Exactly, you know. Yeah, um, it's only been done once. <laughs> what about the eyes? Blades piece? of Glory, KJ. Uh, I'm listening. Hold the on. ISP. Now, this is epic. Here we go. The internet service providers. Yes, the eyes and peas. Oh, the Islanders Penguins, of course. You know. That's what I call them when I'm at the hockey tavern. This has been a fun series too. Two, two uh, shots to the Maple Leaf in Houston, Texas. Uh, two a series that has been fun to watch, but not really like faster. It's more of a gritty defensive series. And that's yeah. what you get with the Islanders. They pl- they shut you down offensively. They play their game. They're going to dump the puck in and play defense and counter when they can with guys like Matty Barzell. Did they dump and chase? Because you know Dylan hates dump and chase. Yeah, like legitimately, it's the one thing that pisses him off more, like more than anything about hockey. Yep, they dump and chase. They more dump of a chase. wraparound guy. More of a wraparounder. Mm, yep. um, is it unfortunate that you don't get more of a Caribbean theme from the Islanders? Yeah, you know they really lead into the the Long Island. <laughs> just thing. feel like the demos don't match up for the team and <laughs> the audience. It's just that. <laughs> it's just like a Wilmon's bit on steroids. So they play. Uh, I think they play tonight too. Let me, I'll check the tape on that. Tampa Hard Bay say. trying to close out the Florida Panthers tonight. Bummed out from a Panthers. Yep, Dave, that's your team. That's your team. Uh, but Cage's team's already gone though. The Avalanche ro- steamrolled. Yeah, over the Blues. It was so bad that like the fan that we know, the fan of the Avalanche that we know, 
hasn't even taken the moment to respond to my shit talking because it wasn't even competitive. It, it was bad. Nathan McKinnon, obviously, nine points in four games. I mean, the dude is just next level. Uh, Dave, for your Panthers, though, big news. Mm. Not going with their $10 million a year goalie, Sergei Bobrovsky. No thanks. Not going with the with the backup, Chris Dreeder, who's been, who's been fantastic this year. Nope. Give me the kid. Spencer Knight. See what he's all about? BC product. Okay. Team what is, USA what is the goalie. Uh, he was like the 10th overall pick, top top 10 pick in his draft year. Okay. Better than Ottinger? Joe Q, was, he's like, let's mix it up. Ottinger? Uh, yeah, he's Probably. better than Jake Ottinger. The Otter. Uh, BU fucking sucks. KJ, you know this. <laughs> um, so we'll see what happens tonight. The Lightning, uh, some say they're circumventing the salary cap. Okay. And by, by some, I mean everybody, and by kind of circumventing, they are. Because Nikita Kucherov. Nikita Kucherov, remarkably, happened to be ready to play game one of the playoffs yeah. instead huh. of all year. So, uh, his his he opted out of the regular season. No, no, he had a he had hip surgery. Oh, like okay. six months ago, and uh, so he's the one who showed up for one game against the Stars. I think scored or had an assist for sure. Stamkos last year. Oh, that was Stamkos. Oh, Stamkos. 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 In the second game. Who only? also? Who yeah. also? Uh, wouldn't you know? He was injured, up. and now he's okay for the playoffs. So, Interesting. Uh, they're they're uh, twenty million dollars over the cap right now. They're uh, pulling a uh, Brooklyn Nets. More on that later. Oh, hmm. Vegas Golden Knights closing out the Minnesota Wild tonight. Potentially, they're up three one. If Dylan was here, I'd make a joke about how you know Dylan's old. Are we so getting goalie? So Knights Avs is going to happen. Knights Avs uh, potentially going to happen. Okay. I don't think it happens. Is it going to be on seating? I think they need another series before it happens. Oh, okay. Okay, because I, I need that banter between uh, Klein and Dylan in the group text. We sure do. Edmonton Oilers, uh, Connor McDavid, the, mm-hmm. the fighting Connor McDavid's basically. They were up 4-1 last night, KJ, with like 10 minutes left, and then they lost in overtime. All-time bad penalty from uh, Mr. Archibald over there on Edmonton. Tough stuff for the Oilers. They're going again tonight. We'll see what happens. Can I just say I pretty much tune into NHL playoff games based on how Pete Blackburn's tweeting? Yeah. Like, if he's – he pretty much will let you know, like, when you need to tune into a game. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll switch over from whatever I'm watching. Shout out to the Oilers, uh, like, alternate jersey, alternate uniforms, though. Dark navy and orange lining. I like yeah. it. They're yeah. not winning in it, but I like it. The big bad Bruins – Advanced, beating the uh, fighting Tom Wilsons, who uh, everybody's like, oh, Tom Wilson, oh, the Washington Capitals, they're so hard to beat, and then they laid an egg. All cap. Yeah, all cap. That's and tough. The, the Predators, who I said would be uh, boat raced, in fact, have made this a series, 2-2, two to two, against the Carolina Hurricanes. Thanks to Taylor Lewan, rooting them on, shirtless, covered in beer. Yep. That's becoming a thing. Did you see the uh, the Jets guy did it for the Islanders? Yeah. Lewan saw that. He's like, we're going to one-up you. Wait, the Jets guy, not Fireman Ed, right? Um, no. No, no, no. How about this, You though? know what I'm talking about. Yes, they treated him just like Clipper Steve or whatever that one guy's name was with the red and blue suit. And they, like, kindly were like, yeah, we don't want you representing our team anymore. Because Fireman Joe or Steve or whatever, like, quit the J-E-T-S thing. Oh, good. The guy with the helmet? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So, on that note of, of athletes from different mm-hmm. sports, uh, new quarterback for the Jets, Zach Wilson. Oh, no. Uh, when they panned over to the Jets lineman, chugged a beer, Jets lineman chugged a beer, Zach Wilson chugged a water. Like, like uh, hilariously? Because that's, that's kind of a funny bit. Zach Wilson chugged a, I don't think he drinks, Dave. I know. That's why it's kind of funny. So, he leaned into the fact, 
I'm giving him all the credit in the world in my head. I'm I think he it. was like, "Fuck, what do I do?" And he chucked. He should have taken water. his shirt off, or he should have had. He should just given his mom his phone and let her Dude, tweet. You can't chuck <laughs> water on on TV. You can't chuck water on the Brett, jumbotron. I get, Brett, we get that you're in your mid twenties, but sometimes some of us have to drink water from time to time. It, Mix in one or two. I mean, it, okay, it plays, you know, insult like, you know, there's yeah. an audience for it, but. Utah we'll Jazz see. people go nuts when he's chugging a vitamin mm. water over there. So many people wearing jerseys. The whiteout. And button downs underneath. How <laughs> about so that whiteout last night? Half of the, it. They're all Romneys somehow. <laughs> somehow. Uh, tell yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun podcast. I love doing this one, guys. Thanks for having me. That's it for the NHL playoffs tonight. My game of the night is Toronto-Montreal. I think it's going to be a fun one. What fan base will go will lose their shit the most should their team advance? I don't know to the conference finals. Toronto. Toronto, Toronto sure. feels like a yeah. wild card town. Oh yeah, dude. it's and too close to Buffalo. Well, and because yeah. everyone thinks they're good and they joke. never show up, they never show. They never. They're like I won't say the Cowboys, but like yeah, they're the Cowboys. They're the Cowboys of the minus NHL. the titles. Maple Leafs. Yes. So when they're when they're good, it's like. Let's go. We're they're at every game. Every game sold out. When they're bad, it's just the media is a like a, a toxic wasteland. I wish Vancouver was uh, better because Vancouver's who we got the riot from, right? Like, After they won, yeah, the, yeah they the, won the like good the conference riot. finals, yeah. and then and they, they, rioted they rioted for good. That's where you get the uh, staged make out in the middle of the street picture. Oh, okay. oh yeah, that people like then throw in the middle of like. Yeah, riots last summer and, and protests last summer. Like, yep. see, there's love to be found in all of this. I'm like, okay. it's not the same one. You know, Mon- don't don't sleep on Montreal. I'm not sleeping that's on that. That's a sleep. That's a sneaky, rioteable town. Oh, I yeah. feel like for that, just because I don't know, I've never met anyone who's a, a a Canadians fan. Well, the French riot differently. When they do, they they bring down governments. It's classy, and then they just cut your head off. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little bit of history for you guys. That's, that's big time. French Revolution, kid. Marie Antoinette. But I you didn't know that, that. But, you know, I only wrote like a 40-page paper on the French interior. But, you know, I'm more U.S. and America as I'm not trying to fuck with France. Dave's okay, prove a, it. Dave's a Bordeaux guy himself. Let's Nick, talk, bring let's talk on, fur trapping. Bring it on to the pod let's next talk week. talk some Acadians. Oh, okay. we're talking interior America, like yes. colonial French. Like the only ones that matter. Are we? Very cool. New Orleans. <laughs> Patreon, <laughs> Patreon half tomorrow the name, for that one. Half the name of the cities in uh, Wisconsin. How do you say uh, Sunday in French? Uh, I don't know. Let me check my Babel app. Doesn't matter. <laughs> check out our friends at Sunday. How's your lawn? How's your lawn, KJ? I actually, I know the que- I know the answer to that question. It's exceptional. We've gotten so much rain, and the fact that we're mixing in this Sunday, these lawn and garden nutrients, it's so nice. If you got brown spots, bear patches, pesky weeds, and nibbling grubs, all that, they can help you out. Watch your lawn thrive this spring with your own custom lawn care plan from Sunday. It's more than just lawn care. It's a custom lawn care plan with a variety of ways to help you grow a beautiful lawn, control weeds, and remove pests. They take out all the guesswork and unwanted chemicals so you can grow a beautiful lawn that's better for people, pets, and the planet. So... Sunday was pretty quick and easy for me. I got online, put in my address. They knew pretty quickly, okay, here's climate data for where I live, nutrient plan, here's what we're going to send you. They send me package one as well as a soil test kit. Send that back, got those results in maybe two or three weeks, but in the meantime they had some basic things I could work on like ants and, you know, just some basic uh, patching of Fleeing bear ticks. Spots, spots. 
Uh, you know, I ain't ratchet, so I didn't have any of those going on. But, you know, we were good. Get the soil test back. They send round two. And I'm like, oh, shit, how do I handle all this? They send you, like, two pieces of paper with step-by-step instructions of how to manage your lawn. Once this rain stops and I get a fresh cut, your boy's going to be laying yeah. in it. Laying in it. I might the grass be, it is. Yeah. I might be <laughs> I might be relocating. Okay. In fact, I will be next month. And uh, I'll have a new lawn to tend to. And um, I've got all my Sunday packaged up, ready to go. And I am so aged to get into there and just start laying down some Sunday. Pro tip, maybe sneak over there, do a little soil test ahead of time, and you can be ready to go. Oh, testing that soil. Sorry, don't mind me. I'm just stealing some dirt. <laughs> Sunday explains exactly what you get and why, and everything is waiting at your door when you need it. All you got to do, you just get that little uh, ready-to-use pouch and just mm-hmm. hook it up to the garden hose, and you just start spraying. Yep, very it's simple. Got, it's fun. Aesthetically pleasing. It's great. Used to take up my whole day doing lawn care, but now it takes less than 15 minutes. Best of all, it really works. Our grass looks great. Visit GetSunday.com slash bang. That's GetSunday.com slash bang to get $20 off your custom lawn plan at checkout. It's $20 off at GetSunday.com slash bang. Speaking of bang, NBA playoffs. It's a Mike Breen reference. Sure, Brett. we're in here. Has he been doing any uh, any banging? I haven't heard because uh, well, mainly because uh, Mavs had Richard Jefferson. Jeez. And uh, who's who was doing the play by play podcast competitor? Richard Jefferson. I had I had to mute him eventually. He's uh, he was a nice guy. Enjoyed having him on the Mavs. He is not good. No, no, he's. There were a couple different times where the guy who was doing play by play was trying <laughs> to direct Richard Jefferson in the. Uh, like route him to answering questions about some of the other series when there are low points in the game, like, you know, going into a new quarter, whatever. Oh, and uh, we've got the play-in game that happened last night between the Lakers and blah, blah, blah. He's like, I don't want to talk about that because he will not slander LeBron. Richard Jefferson will not. Right. Like, he won't say one even minorly critical thing. So I don't want to talk about that. What I want to talk about is John Morant. And I'm like, okay, then get off the game. Stop stop doing play color commentary if you don't want to answer general questions. Yeah, Mavs Clippers kicked off Saturday. Um, obviously, the Mavs won. I, I'm very happy right now, riding a huge wave. But – yeah, Rich, Richard Jefferson wanted to harp on Luca's like foul trouble, which wasn't even in foul trouble. He was doing he went off on like Van Gundy esque rants, and um, it became a little bit too much. Were they not on site? Richard Jefferson was not. Oh. I don't know if the play by play guy was. Yeah, it sounded weird. They were a little off. Like their their chemistry was off, and I, I thought maybe they were doing it remotely. And it makes sense if if that were the case, but. The one time we had a, a an opportunity for Richard Jefferson to just blow the doors off this whole thing, give us something behind the scenes talking about Rondo, because mm-hmm. Je- Richard Jefferson was there was on the yep. Rondo Mavs team. If you don't remember this, Mavs made a trade for Rondo to Boston, got him in. We thought that was going to be the guy who brings us back to the championship. Um, it was a colossal failure. I don't think he got along with Rick Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Um, he quit on the team based on everything, and and Richard Jefferson alluded to it. And I was like, ah, you know, I won't really go into that, but uh, yeah. And I'm like, dude, just tell us what fucking happened. I know you can't yeah. completely blow the doors off of it, but that was that was the one chance he had at making it interesting, and he didn't. But Luca triple double. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. stepped up. Dorian Finney-Smith. It was awesome. Maxi Kleber died and then came back to life. Kawhi murdered him, and then he. Had, did you see the photo of the three of? Uh, if Morris? I was if I was a Clippers fan and they won the game. That oh would have been the greatest, one of the greatest sports photos, you know, 
Don't ever next to Phil in his Superman pose, but like one of the greatest sports photos of like the last four or five years because you've got what Kawhi, Marcus Morris, and Paul George, Paul George standing over Maxi Kleba, who's out of sight. You just you see, see his, his legs. Leg. Yeah, it's like the perfect. Wizard of Oz, like the Wicked Witch's legs sticking out from under the trailer. Well done. Thank you. And so good, you can call like, back there, dude. You can get any sort of racial direction out of this. Anything oh. you want out of the photo can be had looking at it, which is great. That makes it awesome. You don't have Maxie's face to be like some sort of personal connection. But the simple fact that that photo exists, I agree with Maxie Kleba's take. It's like, should have been a technical. Like, you cannot three people cower over one dude and like flex in their face, like in any sport, and do that shit. Like, that's more than a bat toss type taunt. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not bitching about it because of Matt. I'm just saying that, like, it's, it's not a good look. For me, if, it's, if it happens and it's the other way around, like, I'm, I'm happy that we did it. I'm like, but yeah, like, it's one of those things where it happens to your guy. You're like, oh, fuck that. Okay, let's put Kawhi on the ground and let's put Maxi, KP, and KP Luca. And Luca. That doesn't, the optics don't play. And all you're going to get. And that absolutely never happens. That's some really bad memes. Really bad. <laughs> um, oh, man. I think. Um, like Alien Gonzalez type memes would come out of that. Wow. That is a very, very old reference. <laughs> yeah, um, whatever. <laughs> look, I. The, before we get into the NBA playoffs too much, mm-hmm. can, can you guys bestow upon me a fun team to root for? Yeah. This playoffs. Like somebody Mavs, sh- just, shoots, just shoots like a million threes. Like I, I want the Golden State Warriors light is what I'm looking for as a team. Atlanta. Well, that's a lot of teams, but the Hawks, you're going to – the Hawks-Knicks series is going to be pro- – it's going to be the most fun one in the East, I believe. Okay. okay. Um, you got Trey Young. The So, like, they've got 15,000 fans in the garden. And uh, I saw it, the the it was the funeral for COVID was uh, yesterday. Yes, it was. Ago, whatever it was. I was I was kind of surprised because they didn't really have any fans in uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. But um, they're tra- they're chanting "fuck Trey Young" like five minutes into the game, which I don't understand. Like I know Trey Young will talk a little shit here and there, but he's like seems like a pretty likable guy. And they're tra- chanting that, and then he hits the game winner. That was mm-hmm. just juicy. I like Trey Young. A lot of Mavs fans don't, and I think it's just because of the whole Luca Trey thing. But that's going to be a really fun series. Um, I think also I'm, the uh, oh, go ahead. the uh, the the Red Rocket Kevin Herter, yes. mm-hmm. over on the Atlanta Hawks, uh, mm-hmm. Section Two basketball player from what uh, what's Section Two? That's like Saratoga's section. Oh, okay. is that like a district? We that's call our, it a district. Yeah, district. The Hunger Games. Yeah, exactly. Section what Two. What is a section? That's like what are these you know, townships? The, the, the twelve schools in your okay. in your section, right? Again. So shouts to the the section two product. We don't have many NBA players, KJ. I'm I, I'm catching on. Is Beheim not from y'all section? No, no, no. Is that a different section, different Jimmy, district? Jimmy Beheim is he from New York? Syracuse. I assume that has been there for he's got New York. Three. He's got upstate vibes. Okay, section three. Let well, me let me say this. Also, the Grizzlies. That yes, could be a fun team for. Oh, okay, that's Memphis. a fun team. John Morant. Uh, one last night, Jazz the one seed. Donovan Mitchell didn't play, and Grizzlies just looked fucking capable man that was that was a little surprising even though they were down donovan mitchell i thought they, the jazz would hold is mitchell coming back yeah is that like yeah that? okay it was a game time decision and one he did not agree with no oh. that was interesting oh. all and he let it be known and he was on the sideline standing up as much as quinn snyder was the coach for the jazz that's a cocky or not cocky but that's a that's a rub it in your face yeah. move i think the jazz are built as well as any team when they have all of their players there to 
beat anybody. You know, it's a very generic statement there, but I think that they can beat the Lakers comfortably. I think they can beat the Clippers just because of how, you know, you've got Bogdanovich, you've got uh, uh, Rudy Gobert in the middle getting rebounds like nobody's business, and then you've got Donovan Mitchell playmaking, and then Mike Conley's exceptional. Yeah. So you've got a really well-built, mature team. But the Grizzlies, second youngest team in the NBA behind really? the Timberwolves by only like a matter of days. Okay. And deep is all get out. Uh, you got uh, Val uh, Nachushkin's. I'm, I'm just gonna. It's not Val Nachushkin. Okay. Well, then how? What's what's Val's? I lesson? can't remember. Okay. Oh, then uh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna Val, say Val. Val Pecker or something like that. Yeah, no, it's Val. Uh, Wasn't Val Nachushkin like the seventh? Like the huge Russian that the, the stars had. We're moving on. They've got a center who's very talented. Steve kind of looks put out like a new song, by the way. Looks like Travis Kelsey, uh, John Morant, and then like just youngsters everywhere, and they play hard. And with a lot of attitude. They have, um, I was going to say like Golden State back when they upset the Mavs vibes. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of that's kind of lazy and easy to make because it was an eight seed beating a one seed. But just like they're, they just feel like they're they're like an edgy team, hmm. like okay. a tough team. Even though they're young, they're tough. They say they're like built for the playoffs, right? Even though they play the same game as regular season. <laughs> sure. They're, oh, they're, they're, they're built for the playoffs. Watch just out a team that doesn't rely on a and, three ball, basically. Uh, and dude, uh, it's fun to root against the Jazz. So maybe the Grizz are our team. You've already okay. you've already done enough to Utah today yeah. in the last thirty minutes. I would say Atlanta and Memphis is probably where I would land. The Suns sneaky or exciting? Like, who, where did the Suns come from? I thought they're like my yearly check in with basketball. Suns, um, Suns added, have like added CP three. Yeah, um, that's where the list needs to stop, start and stop. Like, although their coach had a very problematic statement about Liz Cambridge, which I cannot support. Oh, what no. do you say about Liz Cheney? Uh, he, he said he thought she deserved to keep her post. can't support that. Uh, no. Anyhow, I've had to recant a lot of my opinions about Chris Paul and his career. Because where the guy goes, the teams get a lot better, and they play really well and really mature. Oklahoma City had no business playing with the Rockets. Took him seven games last year. And what he's done with the Suns, and like when you already have a hyper-talented Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton like to be the stars, and he comes in and just makes it work, like, Little Jay Crowder sprinkled on there. Is, uh, yeah, I've that's probably, a great yeah. team. Shoot, so, man. Uh, it, it's yeah, that's a great team. It, it's a really it good team. Came out of nowhere, really. Miami oh. got a win over Milwaukee too. A lot of uh, road teams won uh, in, in the opening round. Yeah, Portland. Do they still have Melo out there? Yes. Holy and he's crap, man! Playing his role well. I don't know. I love the NBA playoffs for this reason. Uh, what I am fearful of is making any declarative statements on what's going to happen on this Monday. And by the time we come back next week, like series, series have over. been like swept the other direction. <laughs> so, you know. are there any teams this year in the playoffs for the NBA, like the Colorado Avalanche, for example? Mm-hmm. They, they could very easily they could sweep the entire NHL playoffs. Is there a team this year in the NBA that's like, we're just this is all for naught? It's going to be the one team in the end. What happened in the Sixers? No, I mean they this, won. This, they won. Yeah, they did, but like, I feel like uh, I think I predicted the Sixers to win it all. Okay. Based solely upon, like, I've watched more of the Sixers than any other Eastern Conference team. But, I mean, like, on paper, it's obviously the Nets because they've got Harden, KD, and Kyrie. Mm -hmm. But, like, they're so weird. And, like, I mean, they're playing the Celtics who are playing really well, have better chemistry. And I don't know. The the Nets just kind of – it seems like they play with their food a little bit. And they're not deep. 
you get them to the finals, I think they're going to beat whoever they face. Okay. But I don't know if they're going to beat Philly or Milwaukee, whoever they would have to hypothetically face in the next round. Like somebody rolls an ankle, you're not you're not replacing them with a, a, enough quality to get past At, that round or something. Right. Like that. I mean, you should be able to do it with two of the three of those guys. But yeah, there's not there's not one team that's just going to steamroll. Because like if you I mean you know you thought maybe before the season oh it's the Lakers they added Schroeder yeah um, but Kyle Kuzma now they're they're running up against the Suns who we just talked about Kyle Kuzma stinks <laughs> the Lakers will advance I just I'm curious to know will the Lakers maintain health to make it you know through July uh, Anthony Davis had a rough game that's not going to happen every game LeBron's going to turn on he's going to win two that, or three games in the series I, I watched the entire um, Lakers. Uh, Warriors game mm-hmm. and had that was so fun. Yeah, to watch. it was the most watched game of the year um, up to that point, which we should at least you know give some sort of attention to. The playing games will definitely be back. Oh, um, abs- no doubt. The, that, the, the the entire sports landscape is going that way. Yeah, with baseball doing their stupid that that it is stupid to play one game mm-hmm. after a 162 game season. That is moronic. Yeah. But the NFL, uh, college football, everything's going to have some sort of – like imagine if like Bama gets a bye, Clemson gets a bye, and six plays two – or six plays three and five plays four. Should have happened yesterday. Give me the group so, of five so give me another at large. All you A&M fans out there don't have to be in the <laughs> fucking timeline. Well, it doesn't matter. A&M, A&M will be like top two like – Four weeks left in the season, then uh, they'll finish like bottom fifteen. Drop oh, some, man. or you know, not bottom fifteen between fifteen and twenty-five. All right, that's <laughs> NBA. Uh, we'll we'll hit it more, I guess, as the, as the playoffs you know, unravel. We might have to start working in a live stream. There's there's a lot. I think it's I gonna mean, be joyful. We got, as some would say, too much dip on this sports. Kind of do, kind of do. What's available? Uh, you guys want a sports party? A sports party. Let's do it. There it is. There it is. Austin FC at full capacity. Yeah, June 19th. Let's go. Here we go. Literally, let's go. Can you get them to, I don't know, maybe give us free tickets and possibly free food? Let's see if we can figure it out. It is sold out, but I'll touch my guy. Is it really sold out? Yeah. Wow. Or at least, let me, here's the capacity tickets that they had released were accounted for. Something like that. I, I will be interested to know, like, if Austin can somehow drum up the fandom that the Portland Timbers or the uh, Seattle Sounders have, those games are really, 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 really fun to see. Atlanta even did it. So it's, it's One feasible. worry is that it's it's not super, super easy to get to. And oh. Ubers at this point are like 50 bucks to go. Why is Uber so expensive right it's now? So, it's insane. I don't know. Randy stopped doing them? Yeah, we, we hired him. Randy needs to start his own. <laughs> Riding with Randy. Uh, Julio a bad name. dropped a bomb this morning. By telling one Shannon Sharp in reference to the Falcons, I'm out of there. Is he going to the Cowboys? I think he was just saying he was done with working out. He was oh. he was wearing a Cowboys jersey, right? Is that picture Somebody real? spotted him. He took a picture of some dude, and he was wearing or a Cowboy hoodie. hoodie. And it's – look, Jerry's capable of a lot of things. Julio Jones uh, would make absolutely zero – absolutely zero sense. So, obviously, Dave, that's not happening. Jerry cares about one thing and one thing only. It's not winning. Eyeballs. And cash. Money. Cash flow. If Julio Jones Johnny Walker Blue. cash, he's he, – guess what, Michael uh, – what's his, Galloway or – who's your third – who's three? Gallup. Yeah, Michael Gallup. Oh, he's, yeah, he's out of there. Yeah, he's yeah. – yeah. Well, it'll be Gallup or Amari or gone. One of the two is going to be happening. He's keeping Amari. Um, 
my sneaky uh, shot for if Julio does go somewhere, if it's not the Patriots where rumors are pointing, like I could see, I don't know, cap room, all of that aside, like give me uh, like Nashville to make a push or my, or Minnesota to make a push. Somebody who has a definitive one for sure right now, but they could use. Who's Nashville? Uh, oh, the t- Nashville. I'm Tennessee. Sorry, the I was Tennessee. like, I'm, I apologize. I was thinking ho- hockey terms. Predators. Again. Yes, the <laughs> Titans. run for Julio Jones. Man, I don't give want me AJ it. Brown and Julio side by side, or give me Justin Jefferson and Julio. I know. I just don't want to see Kirk Cousins throwing to Julio. Give me DK and Julio. Okay. Houston and that. Okay. Seattle just refuses to like do anything at receiver besides DK. They don't seem like they're very well run right now. <laughs> Mr. Schneider, uh, Aaron Rodgers not at put Packers OTAs. Yeah, and I don't think he's going anywhere until it's done. I don't believe in it. There's there's a lot of movement that will happen. We're approaching what June 6. It's like or June one and June 6 are like the big dates for uh, veteran cuts and trades. Like so, Jalen Smith for the Cowboys potentially you know could get moved. Um, it's when a lot of cap money would drop down and become a cap casualty of the following year, not of the previous year. So moves would be delayed until a week from now. So keep an eye out. Um, this is a fun one. Olympics in Tokyo, very much still up in the air. I was not sure where, I didn't even know this was happening. According to the Wall Street Journal, increasingly Japanese businesses are like, we don't we don't want this coming to our, our shores right now. We're, COVID? Yeah. COVID related? Right. Okay. I see this happening in a way that they're just going to start hyping up the Olympic bubble, Olympic Village bubble, like it's, you know, McDonald's has too much money to make, Visa has too much money to make. They're yeah. just gonna be like, all right, all of the athletes are remaining on campus. Some of these events aren't gonna be attended. It's gonna be up to the public and uh, businesses to deal with how they want. But maybe the indoor gymnastics events don't have as many spectators, but then the outdoor track and field ones are just, you know. Yeah, well, I feel like this is like a virus, but we know too much about this thing now. And we, we have too many tools at our disposal to, like, make this happen, to not make it happen. And the Olympics would be a nice way to bring the entire planet together with something pretty unified. And, like, hey, we're moving forward. What if we just do it all outdoors? Uh, I do not want um, – see, my brain's fucking up again. Um, what's her name? Simone Biles. Simone Biles. Biles. I don't need her outside. I need her inside in ideal climates. I need her uh, – them off triple back, double flip, tucky tucks, whatever they're called, and nailing them as she did this week. So. I think you she yeah. nailed the tucky tucks. De- I don't need any risk. Tuck. It's a big fan of the movie Stick It, one of Jeff Bridges' underrated, yeah. you know, gold gems. Uh, I want to see my gymnast perform at top tier. You know, I actually invented the tucky tuck at the eighth grade dance. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, do you see the Stick It sequels, KJ? Uh, no, I did not. The do one, I need to go back and watch this? Uh, the one her, her, next door, girl next door, Stick It Two. Okay, I don't. Well, I, wait. This is a movie is featuring real? Elizabeth, Elizabeth Alicia Cuthbert. No, because you it's just, a different movie. I might have to talk. Jeez. Oh, tell me about Chris Bryant, the Hot hottest trade deadline in the on game the trade right deadline, now. Which is weird because Whoa. the Cubs are in second in the really? Central. Yeah. Which is why would you trade Chris Bryant? The Cubs like are leading thing? the NL Central in my MLB the show right now. I'm, I'm making some. It always right goes now. back to his season. This is the only reference of actual what? baseball hat aside what? from oh, the Pirates. The right? best way yes. to learn baseball is to Pirates. Play the Eighteen show. games out right now. Matt Verstappen took the F1 race. Monica, this weekend, did you guys watch? Yeah. What's his deal? He just has no personality. Yeah. yeah they rushed Serena out there afterward, and he was just like, "Yeah, I know Serena." 
He's like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like, this is uh, one of the greatest athletes of all time. Yeah. Maybe just act a little bit excited. Um, I'm sure I'll get torched for it, but Monaco, beautiful race. Obviously means a lot in the tradition. I get why it's on their calendar of 20 races, but we got to about 60% through this race, and even the announcers were like, I know some people will feel like this race does not have a lot of excitement because there's not a lot of passing. I'm like, yeah, because this race sucks. Yeah, that was the, the least fun I've had. Can I say it? Watching yeah, F1 it in my in the last – I've watched like four races now. That was the least fun. It's all about the drone shots. Yeah, That's all they care about is, is going boat by boat. And you get 20 minutes of that, and you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, they are extremely precise, extremely talented. Like, the most drama you got, if it was not uh, Botas in the pit having a nut, like, you know, get too nutted, I guess. I don't know what they actually been called. Yeah. Was just like okay, somebody would clip a bumper and potentially, you know, almost send them flying into a rail. Yes, there's drama to be had there, but I don't want to watch this like I watch NASCAR. I'm not watching this for wrecks. I know they happen. I know they're a part of it, but I want to watch the strategy of like okay, he's keeping him just far enough away not to be able to pass. Okay, he's you know, edging him out, whatever. But you know, even in situations where we were trying to see an overpass overtake, fucking ESPN turned the camera to the wrong. What shot, and you missed the only overtake like of the entire day uh, that made any sense. So, I, I just was underwhelmed with how big of a name it is. Yeah, um, yeah. the most fun was him them not being able to get his tire off, mm-hmm. which I was just like, oh, fuck, that sucks. <laughs> like, we were all texting. We were like, yeah. this is painful. Like, I had, we all had time to, mm-hmm. like, text back and forth before. It was like, yeah, okay, it's done. It's bye-bye. And you yeah. know how fucking angry Botas is and how negative he is. Oh, yeah. How about Mercedes in general? With yeah. Hamilton had a shitty weekend. And what ha- what would happen to him? His car was just weird, so he, yeah. he, he qualified sixth, I think, and, and then finished never, seventh and yeah. didn't have a car. Where did my guy, uh, where did the Ferrari guy, what's his name? Sainz? Oh, we didn't Sainz? even talk about the biggest story of the weekend, I guess. He was third. He podiumed. Uh, he was third, but... The other uh, guy from Ferrari. And, Two. Or Science. Second, oh, okay. Science. My bad. Whatever. I don't know. Like, I'm just remembering shit, which we know not to rely on. Um, who, the guy that started in pole. Leclerc. Leclerc. This fucking car, they fucking. screwed up during qualifying, basically. I'm not going to get in the technical part because I do not know. Uh, but they mm-hmm. had the opportunity to replace the gearbox overnight between qualifying and the race. They chose not to. Their test Why? showed up positive, and his car couldn't even get to the grid to like line up before the race. What? Like, they couldn't – shit didn't work the next day. Somebody fucked up. Oh, And he goes no. from having his first pole in a race in which if you start first and you have the best car, he probably wouldn't have beat Verstappen because, you know, it's not that good. But he could have outraced him potentially. Stranger things could have happened. Yeah, he's um, played defense for an hour and a half. But. And he didn't even get to race. So His, uh, his Twitter strategy appears to be post, like, a professional photo from the race – with just like one or two words. So there's one before the race, let's get it. And then the next one, it's him looking down with the mask on. It says heartbreaking. A lot of golfers do that too. Yeah. Where they post like one professionally done photo after round three that's like, can't wait for Sunday. I, I will say I was impressed, and I don't know if it's an you know, F1 mandated thing, kind of like other sports, like you have to do interviews. As Leclerc was on doing an interview like mid-race, mm. like – you know, dialed in or called in or whatever with uh, announcers, and they were like, you know, explain to us what happened, what was the decision, and of course he's not going to throw his team under the bus, but it was, it was brutal. Anyhow, sports party. T-Bow to the Jags, KJ. Moving on. $900,000. Whatever. Mm. 
Okay. Is there an income tax in Florida? introduce himself to a tight end on the way out to practice? Yeah, I know. Tito, Tito, Tebow, noted New York Times bestseller. And also, you know. How many, how uh, many preseason snaps for Tim Tebow over under is 50? I, he'll make the team, I think. Ooh. I, unless he gets hurt. I think that's the most likely thing is that he, and I don't want him to. Whatsoever, I'm not happy about it, but I don't wish any ill will in that regard. I just I don't see an outcome in which he's playing and or playing and playing poorly enough to be cut. Like something will come up where he's got a bad hamstring, elbow injury, and it's just like, dude, you don't need it. They don't need you. Let's Tommy Johns. Here is your tight end depth chart as of right now. Chris Manhurts, Luke Farrell, Tyler Davis, James O'Shaughnessy, Tim Tebow. O'Shaughnessy is probably... Yeah, the only name I know, James Davis. So maybe? I'm nodding my say, head as if I know those. Well, guys. honestly, I know the name, but the you, others, it's I don't. not like you have a tight end room. Yeah. that's that's ripe. For, you, I would say you do have a tight end room that's ripe for somebody to come take a spot. Any chance they'll bring in like a Jason Witten? The funny thing is, I, I would <laughs> say uh, I'm happier about them signing Tebow than fucking Jason Witten going to the Raiders last year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if Tebow makes the roster and is there opening day, I will say this. Tebow will have better stats than Witten had last year, which was like 19 receptions and one touchdown and 18 yards. Yeah, but just the intangibles. <laughs> what he brought to the room. What he brought. And what they learned along the way. Yeah, when they made the playoffs. Uh, Scottsdale. Last but not least, women's golf, KJ. Scottsdale, uh, bachelorette, capital of the Southwest. Yep, NCAA championship. Stanford is 20 strokes ahead. That's not fair. Of the night's closest team. Individual cha- uh, championship. Uh, wraps up today, and then they get into match play. So the top eight from what they're doing right now advance, and then clean clean slate, and they go match play. That is always a fun watch for me. It is. I love watching the collegiate golf. Yep, it's very relatable. Obviously, they're better, but it's like you, you see shots that like you're oh, like yeah, I've, a, I've done that before. Yep, there's a duff or a shank that you're like, yep. there it is. There Absolutely, it is. guys. Well, we've run a little long. Let's run it back next week. Here's Maybe. here's my running back. Go. Start the pot over and listen again. <laughs> what a fu- Wow, what an exit. I don't want my See you. For Brett, for KJ, I'm Dave. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you for your business. Maple Leafs. Bye-bye. Yeah.